brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hey everyone, welcome to another sud segment where good beer meets bad radio. Joining me at the semi-round table today. Is Dave part of the bad radio part? (laughs) Always. Everybody raise their hand if they think that's the case. There you go, yes. 100%. (laughs) We we need cameras to show that all the hands went up. I've got one hand to go up for all of you. <laughs> well, saying I'm number one again. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. Well, joining me at the semi-round table, the band is back together. Um, <laughs> good old boy, Dave. My mind is aglow with whirling transient nodes of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. <laughs> <clears throat> and the smoke rises. Thanks, good old boy, Dave. Good old boy, Mike. Welcome back. Yep. I, I, I like the signature move that this is becoming. It's, <laughs> you know, as long as we keep with a surgical tape and, and him using, you know, a sound clip instead of his voice, I think it'll work. Yeah. I'm working towards the ability I think to all do a of those people episode with just sound clips. The, the 18 people that live at, listen to this show in the Philippines, they said that rocks. <laughs> I think 18 is pretty generous. <laughs> well, the one kid is an, only a nine-year-old, so we won't count him. Multiple so. personalities. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Good boy, Kendall. Welcome back. It's a pleasure. I feel like I've been away for a few months. Uh, you guys have been doing some great work uh, and some just average work. But We've just been drinking beer all the whole time. <laughs> but it's all really good. Like how you describe it as work. It's really good to be back. <laughs> Well, today's episode is a brewery takeover of dun, 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 Blackberry Farm Brewing from Wallen, Tennessee. Now, the brewery is just one part of this huge estate. Um, it's a luxury resort amongst many other things in East Tennessee. Good old boy Mike has been there. Um, so, hey, why don't you give us a little snippet of what it's like out there? You know, uh, I have... Uh uh, both stayed at the farm as well as I've been to the brewery and we'll probably talk about, you know, a lot of experiences just with all aspects of Blackberry Farm today. It's just such a uh, an ex- extraordinary part of East Tennessee. I mean, I have spent a lot of time in that, you know, part of Tennessee uh, through Pigeon Forge as well as through Gatlinburg. Dollywood. <laughs> no, I've never <laughs> been to Dollywood. <laughs> Oddly if not, you know. Um, have but you, have you seen Rock City? Um, no, I've not been to Rock City, dude. I think the, he hasn't been Rock everywhere. Rock City is then. not even <laughs> in yeah, that part of wrong the, part of the state. State, Dave. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's in the east part of the state. East Tennessee is just one globulous thing that's away from me. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> globulous. Yeah, that's, uh, we'll that's, look that word up. That's why we don't let Dave leave the house. Yeah, it's the good reason why that one word is not reasons. on this on this uh, script today. Just uh, it, it's really a, uh, something that they've been working on um, over a long period of time. The farm itself has been around for quite a while. I want to say almost uh, 20 years now. Uh, I think it, it's longer than that because the uh, 1976 Saison was a 40 year. That's true. Uh, I, I don't know that they really opened up to really receiving a lot of the public, though, until kind of the Major 80s. expansion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a great place to stay. The thing that they really um, immerse you in is really the all the aspects of things that, are, that cut across your senses. You know, uh, tactile and smell and and sounds and it's just a, it really is a, an amazing experience um, to be steeped in a lot of things that that you get to enjoy. Definitely, the food is just off the hook um, and. Uh, but seeing aspects of, you know, the farm life uh, there at Blackberry Farm, um, I think for a lot of people that, you know, a lot of city slickers, you know, it's a great experience. They get to see a lot of that 
up close and they actually get to be a part of the experience uh, as well as enjoying a lot of what they uh, consume while they're there as well. But it's a great place to relax. Um, the scenery is just stunning. So it's a, uh, it's a great experience. Kendall and I talked about the price tag of staying there. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful place. I got to go see the pilot brewery in the springtime hmm. and, and got to see a lot of the grounds. Absolutely gorgeous, but it's definitely one of those places. If you're going to go stay a while, you probably uh, don't want to know how much it's going to cost. It's what, what did I say? If you, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite parts of the trip. I went on somebody else's dime. <laughs> so, yeah, luck, yeah, it is luxury. Just out, just to the limit. It is just the best of the best. They cater to the wealthy. Yeah, they uh, they cater to not just the wealthy. They cater really well to their guests all the way across. So um, it is a really amazing experience. We're going to probably talk about the brewery a bit more today, which is actually in Marvel, and uh, and talk a little bit about the beers uh, as well that we're going to have from them today as well. We have a lot of stories along the way that we'll get to. That we do. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Sip, Suds, and Smokes, the video game plays your favorite good old boy or gal and build up your collection of all the good things in life buy trade and sell beer cigars wine and spirits to build up the best seller ever play online against your friends or just do like good old boy mike and play with yourself sip suds and smokes the video game download it for free at the itunes store or on google play so kendall why don't you tell us today's lineup Okay, the Blackberry Farm Brewing beers we have today are King of Falling Fruit from the Barrel Series Flanders, another Barrel Series, the Brett Saison, and also the Brett Fruit Blend from that series. We have a really nice Sorghum Saison, the Noble Cuvée Dry Hop Saison, and the Fenceline Farmhouse Ale. So, good Ma- boy. Massive oh. applause. Yay. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, really. Uh, I was really making sure I didn't put an S on the the farm because they they're a little picky about that. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely one farm. Um, and I think what's so cool about this lineup today is just we had so many great choices. I mean, uh, you, part of the process we go through is we're actually looking at uh, the entire product line of many times of uh, when we're doing a brewery takeover and. Uh, we have to think about time that we're working with as well. And one of the interesting things is we wound up with almost twice as many beers as we actually get to talk about. And that is still not even all the beers uh, that is produced by Blackberry. And so I, it's just a really great lineup that we have today. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I think we all are. So good old boy, Dave, why don't you uh, test our, do something. Yeah. Test our strength here and uh, give us a suds ratings. I don't know how to follow that, but I will. Wait, I'll try. I'll take this. I'll take this. I'm gonna do this, and in, in my uh, what oh, no. I would think would be oh, a very no. typical local in Merville that is missing just a few natural. Hold teeth. on one second. I okay. want to go ahead and hit this Banned button once again. Thank there you. Go. I want to make sure though you spell Merville so people outside of Tennessee know what we're talking about. It's Maryville. Yeah. Yes, but if you say Maryville, we are going to deport you back <laughs> yeah, to not, Georgia is what we're going to Mar- do. If you pronounce it, you're not from there. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah. It's one of those things that if you get off the interstate and go, where is Lafayette? Get out of here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so it's Lafayette. So just like this Marvel. All right, let's get on with this. Because when me and my cousins and I get together and we get some of that really crappy jam, we go, uh, number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. You know, I was over at Aunt Martha's uh, the other day, and she looked at me, and she made this strange look at me, and she said, uh, hey, was that a belch? And uh, But then Uncle Leonard, he leaned over to me, and... Uh, he said uh, that was not a belch, and uh, he said that sounds like number three, which is, ah, what a relief. <laughs> and then Mama come into the room, see? And now it's really going to get serious because you got the aunt and uncle there, and they're telling who's making what sounds and stuff. 
and mama just looked at all of us and she said there's number four in this room which is a body should really not make that sound uh, was she pointing uh, at you well my they, cousin's they next to are. me and he's got one eye looking the other way and so i'm not really quite sure whether he was looking at her or she was looking at me but we was all in the room so i know somebody made one of them sounds that shouldn't be made so and and then you know what a a couple of houses down, there's a good double wide, and there's a nice couple that live there. And, uh, you know, it makes some pretty interesting sounds down there. And you got to say that's definitely number five. I think them people got all their teeth in that double wide. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, number five is listen to hang time, giving me another. Thank you, Uncle Daddy. There's a two o'clock matinee if you'd like to show up. <laughs> Wow. That Way was, too uh, many characters in my head, aren't there? <laughs> I have actually stopped and purchased gasoline in Maryville. And one of these people actually works there. So At least one, right? At yeah. least one. And the I entire family. I don't think you'll be able to stop there again. Okay. <laughs> right, correct. Wow. Hey, use that bowl on the radio, right? <laughs> Guess so, so. Correct. Well, let's just keep this train going. Um, good old boy, Dave, you want to start with... I don't Something. know if I want to or not. <laughs> so we're all going to talk about our top three. Um, so I'll do my first one really quick. Uh, in no particular order, I would say one of the best beers in the flight was the Barrel Aid Series Flanders. Hmm. As we all take a quick sip. Yeah. Oh, would you like me to talk about it? Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Fine. So it's inspired by a traditional red and brown farmhouse ale of Belgium. Uh, it underwent a mixed cultural fermentation, spent 14 months aging in French oak red wine barrels before being bottled. And it is 6.5% ABV. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to get Mama to come in here. I want her to taste this because this ain't like a, no regular beer that I ever had before. Tell Mama not to soak her teeth in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll be back after Mama takes a sip. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads None too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Hey everyone, welcome back. We are just beginning to discuss <laughs> our, our little soiree here we with Blackberry Farm. We have not begun to go into the ditch. We haven't. I mean, Mama's Mama, just, that's a Flanders. Yeah, Mama's just taking her first <laughs> sip of something other than Bud Light, so this has been quite an extraordinary I moment. <laughs> you know, we should just say Marvel's a pretty nice little town. Uh, yeah, we don't want to disparage it and too it, much. It is full too of much, right? Wonderful people. I ain't got no kin over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spent many many days in Marvel. It's not not too bad. I can think some other parts of that that's of that part of the state that are uh, have questionable moments, but not Marvel. Marvel is a gem. Uh, yeah, of right. East Tennessee. Right. Yes. Okay. So yes. you were about to discuss. You were about to discuss your tasting notes on this Flanders so red. The Flanders. So traditionally, uh, Flanders reds and browns are very acidic, and uh, they have a lot of dark fruit complexity and everything. I think this beer has all those components, but they're dialed back to make it very approachable, which is something I liked about it. I still think it has all the complexity with the the red wine components and the and the dark stone fruits and things, but it was not a jaw clincher, which uh, those beers can sometimes be, and that's why I gave the Flanders a four. And what's your second beer? 
oh, there's this is a counting contest, I see. <laughs> you got to use both hands. They told me there was going to be math involved. Here, in you want to use a couple of mine? <laughs> <laughs> Get Count to that. to two, Cletus. Can we find the sound effect with a horse tapping down? This is licking Whole Creek all over again. (laughs) (laughs) So the second beer I picked for my top three is King of Falling Fruit. (sighs) There could be a song about that one, I'm sure. Um, So this one is really interesting. It's a combination of their classic Saison, their Abbey Blonde, and their Abbey Triple. Aged in red wine barrels with local peaches and plums, and then blended with Brett B. This is 6.5% ABV. So, uh, anytime you taste a blend of beers, it's interesting to see if you can tell what characteristics come from each of the individual ones. And I never can, so this is no different. So Good for you. Yeah. Hmm. However... (laughs) Uh, what I did get from this was that it, it's very smooth. It's very delicate flavored. They, I would have called it the queen of falling fruit, but you know, this is, <laughs> is, that, is that racist? This is why Dave is not invited to the marketing meetings of most of the breweries because it would be distractions love like that that you would just never arrive at a decision. But it would be funny. Oh, very. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Ooh, he's tongue-tied. Anyway, uh, I found that it was, again, it's very smooth, uh, delicate flavors. There was a, just a nice layer of fruitiness that went across and uh, just a hint of spice at the very end, which I found to be quite interesting finish, which probably nobody else tasted, but that's cool because whatever. So I gave this one a four as well. Uh, uh. And last but not least, your third third of the three thirds. <laughs> Wait. I, I got to use my other hand for that. <laughs> Don't confuse him. Kick off my shoes so I can do that arithmetic. <laughs> that's, that's number 6.3 then. <laughs> my third? Yes, third one. You've confused me to the point <laughs> I barely keep up. Uh, is the Brett Fruit Blend. Brett Fruit Blend. Okay. So this one is a golden farmhouse ale that's been fermented with Brett B, of course, aged in French oak red wine barrels. And then they add some pineapple and mango during fermentation um, to bring some citrus fruit. This one is 6.5% ABV. Anytime you want to speak. (laughs) I, that was a dramatic pause. Right. Thanks for thanks for burning that down. So these uh, pineapple and mango are very present here to me. I really get a lot of the notes of that, and it's almost like oh, almost verging on overripe uh, pineapple and mango. That, that real funky kind of, you know, it, when you pick it up off the counter and it's probably gonna go right in the trash, but. Um, you could try to save it, you know, because it's real soft and squishy, um, like me. <laughs> but uh, it smells really good. It's it's really, uh, uh, you know, stuff. So, stuff. Um, I'm P- powerful uh, professional adjective. Is that yeah. a Merville description of a good beer? <laughs> you know what? It's as clean as the country and uh, as big as the sky. How about that for Merville? I don't know what I just said, but I like this beer a lot. I'm giving it a four. Can I be done now? Oh, yeah. please. Thank you. And the crowd goes wild. Yes, exactly. Okay, moving on. Good old boy, Mike. Let's talk about your picks. Yeah, so uh, listen, I'm going to go through one uh, that we haven't talked about yet. I'm going to go through the couple that Dave covered, and then I want to tell you a story a better about job than me. actually meeting the brewer uh, for the first time. So the one beer that uh, uh, is in my top three that David uh, did not talk about was the, and we're uh, in grand dispute about exactly how to say this correct, it's Nobile Cuvée Dry Hop Saison, <laughs> although it's made with all noble hops. So 
Um, we're not really quite sure what is the twist. Uh, Dave was probably at the marketing meeting. No. Let's put an I in it. <laughs> so this Listen. one. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. I have to defend my owner. Oh, wow. This should be interesting. I spelled it noble. On the bottle, it's noble. But on the website, it's nobile. I so, see. In your face. So you're saying they hired the wrong person from the Philippines I'm to do saying, their website? Is that it? I'm saying someone's missing an eye somewhere so, and we right. found it. Okay. So it is Noble Cuvée. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So this is inspired by classic old world farmhouse sales and balanced with fruity character of new world hops. It's a golden dry hop saison that features, um, I, I always love saying this, Wakatu. Equinox and Comet hops. This Wackadoo. is six. Yeah, this is six point five percent. So um, this uh, beer is really uh, so emblematic of what I would describe as a French style saison. Um, it's just embodies so many of the characteristics of things that you would have um, that are made with many of those style of hops, as well as just the classic uh, Saison that they work with. Do you find it a bit snooty? No, uh, I think that uh, it is uh, friendly, but not offensive. <laughs> so, Viva la France! Then it has uh, no place at this table. <laughs> um, you know, it's very light. I actually wrote down crushable. I mean, I'm serious. If you had probably poured a 20-ounce container of this i would absolutely just kill the whole thing it is just so light refreshing very easy to consume um i enjoyed it when when it was cold even though it's a little bit warmer now it still just has all of these great characteristics if somebody is really uh loves those noble hops um and really wants something that's actually made in america that hasn't been on a boat, you know, for a long time and maybe suffered a little bit of some temperature fatigue or time. Um, this is, this is great. Fresh. I've had it fresh. I've had it in a bottle. I mean, this is just great all the way around. My sedge rating for the noble cuvee dry hop saison from Blackberry farms is a four. So it's a good time to talk a little bit about the story that I have, uh, meeting, uh, Roy Milner, um, for the first time. Um, which was probably about five years ago, I want to say. Uh, we were at a, a beer festival event. It was the Brewer's Reception. It happened to be in Nashville, Tennessee. And and we were, uh, Roy had just come to town and he had brought the very first version of one of the Blackberry Farms beer, which was the classic Saison, um, which has gone on to win just ton of industry awards they actually won a medal at gabf uh, for the summer saison the very first year uh, that they entered i actually was right there in the hall with daniel who is uh runs the brewery um when he won i mean it was just an amazing moment uh for blackberry farms and i think just for um i think this style of beer in general it was great to have something of just great quality being made uh, in Tennessee. So this conversation I had with Roy kind of chases back to that. So we're standing there and, and, um, I'm just asking Roy a little bit about, uh, the brewery. I'd been to Blackberry farm already and I thought it was rather interesting, you know, that this was kind of a new aspect of what they were going to do, um, with Blackberry, uh, farm itself. And I said, what kind of beers are you thinking about making? He said, well, you know, um, think we're just going to start out with some standard things like a saison and i said that's great i said you know there's nothing wrong with going with something that's great and simple i think that's awesome and i said uh are you thinking about making anything else and he said no we're just kind of working our way through that and i said hmm, that's great and i'm like you're going to be a one beer wonder okay um and i said well what kind of things are you thinking about going with? And he said, well, we're working with about 60 different Saison recipes right now. <laughs> and I went, uh, huh. Wow. Okay. Geez. So, uh, that's rather interesting, um, that you're working your way through that. Um, and, uh, I really did not know that that was their entire playbook for lotting, uh, launching their product line was going to be doing all of these Saisons. And it was, it was his conversation about DuPont. Uh, Saison that was so aligned with not only this last beer I talked about, this Noble Cuvée, um, because that is what I would probably consider something that is a great clone of a DuPont uh, Saison that is made here. Absolutely. 
their their classic saison is made with a different hot blend and, and a slightly different i think a different malt than this particular beer this is a, a dead-on clone and the yeast that they work with is a dupont yeast or it's a variant of a dupont yeast and actually uh, dupont yeast is incredibly uh, flexible and that was one of the things that you know, I've chatted with Roy several times over and they've they've really found so many things that they're able to do with this and stretch it in terms of the malt, um, you know, uh, the mash bill that they're working with or in terms of what they really are wanting to do, either, you know, fermenting it longer or shorter and different temperatures. And it, it really takes all these, you know, uh, various characteristics on that they really get to work with. And so I think that that a lot of those decisions that were made very early on have really served their product line incredibly well. And as we're going through a lot of these, a lot of them all uh, go back to that same yeast strain uh, that I was talking about with Roy. And this particular beer is definitely aligned right back to that initial conversation. So I just think that it's fascinating that you would find somebody that is deciding to take that approach up front and nothing has really move them off of that agenda when they've really had a lot of opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Focused really tight, really great ideas about where they want to go. Roy's got an amazing vision. It really does. And, um, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about some of their distribution choices, uh, later on in the episode. I want to get to the last two beers cause they are two of the other beers that, uh, that Dave covered as well. Uh, the next one I wanted to talk about was the Brett Fruit Blend from 2017. Um, we already introduced this beer, and uh, Dave talked about his tasting notes. Mine were really sweet fruit, light, lots of melon, a uh, little hint of citrus, just a fantastic finish. I love the finish off of this beer. Um, this is another one of those things that if uh, we've only probably poured a half a glass, and I keep on looking at it going, that's not enough. <laughs> Um, and just a really, uh, a great beer all the way around. Uh, my suds rating for the Brett fruit blend 2017 from Blackberry farms is a four. Uh, the last beer I want to talk about is uh, another one of the ones that Dave covered, which is the King of falling fruit. Uh, one of the things I queen. thought was what queen, of queen. Fruit. Yeah, no, <laughs> Oh, there are very many fee people on the royal court today. Uh, so um, <laughs> the thing I thought was interesting about this beer is I uh, we've really watched a lot of brewers that have moved from making a lot of straight up beer um, to moving to things where they're barrel aging and then moving on to blending. And so you're seeing kind of that aspect of what's, what Blackberry Farms has moved through as well, almost in that same order, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, they, those are how they move through some of the product lines uh, as well. And I always say that when you move people down this path of blending, you're going to find out just how good they are at at what they're doing. I have great respect for people that do this in wine all day long. Um, they have sure. a lot of reference standards, like a standard Bordeaux blend that you'd be going against. But in the beer world, there aren't a lot of standard blends. It's not like you nope. sit down and go, I know what I'm trying to achieve when I'm walking into it. Sure. So I, th it's, I think that from the cheap seats, I always love looking at, it's almost like standing over and looking over the shoulder of an artist and saying, why'd you use that color? You know, or why did you choose that? And I've been on a lot of blending panels for beer and, I really, I love the experience. It's really great. Um, it exercises a whole part of my personality, which just, uh, you know, it, it, it is an interesting moment. Um, <laughs> that's a different character voice. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> so, um, but with King of Falling Through, I just thought that it was a really great moment of really seeing where I thought that Blackberry Farm could go um, in taking a lot of great uh, palettes, you know, colors of the rainbow they have to work with and creating something really amazing in terms of a blend so for king of falling through my uh falling fruit my tasting notes a lot of stone fruit a lot of heavy sugars um that i thought were in this i i loved every sip of this it was very complex i love the wood off of off of this um this was a fantastic beer my suds rating for blackberry farms king of falling fruit is going to be a four 
Moving on. Yeah, we'll get to some more stories along the way. Okay, good old boy Kendall. Let's talk about your top picks. Okay, uh, I will try to get through this without adding an S, like good old boy oh, Mike did a few times. Did I? Yeah. Did I say black? Really? Yeah. We're going to assume he meant apostrophe S. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Let's let's throw the apostrophe in there. There you yeah. go. Blackberry Farms. I don't, I don't want my friends. Uh, over at the farm, upset. Oh, they're already gonna. No, no, no. They, if they've made it this far, there's only show, one farm. I, there's I only that. one farm. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I was wondering where this episode was going, considering Blackberry Farm is probably the classiest spot in Tennessee. Um, we went. We right went here? the other direction. Can you say the word "classy" with Dave sitting in close proximity <laughs> at the same time? I am Mister Classy. <laughs> it is. It is Hit a the right button. <laughs> you know, it's a. It's a. <laughs> Gorgeous, gorgeous place, and it and, and it's no um, no coincidence that these beers are gorgeous, and the attention they give to everything on the farm, whether it's the the charcuterie or the cheeses which they make, which you can get online, by the way, uh, those are amazing cheeses. Um, they put the same attention into this beer, and you can see that the quality is everything they do is yeah. just top notch. So uh, my first beer was uh, the one that's already been mentioned. That is the Barrel Series Flanders. What I loved about this beer is, is I got a, you know, jammy red fruits, like some strawberry, some cherry. There's a tartness to it, but it's not overly acidic. Yeah. It's rich. It's luscious. It's smooth. There's a, just a hint of the oakiness from the barrels that it was in. And a lot of Flanders red has that, like you talked about, Dave, that acetic vinegar bite. You know, mm. I love some of the classic Belgian Flanders reds, yeah. but... Wow, they'll just almost strip the enamel off your teeth. And yep. This beer has a beautiful tartness. Um, there's so much going on, a lot of complexity here, and I think this was absolutely the best beer of the flight. It was my number one, and I'm giving it a five. Nice. We'll be right back after a brief interlude. It's not just the destination. But baby, the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blows Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Welcome back, everyone. We're still here, and we're still t- and we're still talking about Blackberry still Farm. In the same room with Dave. We are. We're yeah. still here, but are they? Yeah. Well, they are. It's a long they shot. are because they want to know what I have to say later. Mm. Ha ha ha. Huh. Okay, so good old boy Kendall was just talking about his first beer, which was the Flanders. And um, hey, since you're now like a wino of sorts, <laughs> why don't you talk about the barrel that the Flanders came in? Yeah, uh, interestingly enough, last weekend I did the level one sommelier cor- introductory course and I passed the test. And uh, so I learned more about wine than I ever thought I would know as a beer guy. And one of the things about this beer is it's aged in French oak red wine barrels. So I asked good old boy Mike, who also knows his wine. The king of winos. What do you think, what kind of barrel do you think this was aged in? Well, uh, so I'm the level two guy uh, for CMS. Um, But, uh, you know, I've really had uh, so many, uh, you know, French wines, some blended, unblended. And there were a couple of uh, guesses that I had kind of off the bat. a lot of sugar, you know, mm-hmm. was really riding on this. And I think that kind of tempered a lot of the acidic quality that was you, you, you would usually find in a lot of the Flanders. And it was kind of providing the soft, right. you know, quality around it that I had not really previously had in another Flanders. Um, so my first guess was is that I thought it was a Southern Rhone of some kind. 
Um, and then I got to thinking a little bit about it. And my first guess was I actually thought maybe it was a Beaujolais, um, which is sometimes it's dropped in a barrel. Sometimes Beaujolais is just um, it's uh, in a steel you know barrel. It's practically a table wine. Um, Beaujolais is um, it's a fresh harvest wine uh, that is produced very quickly, uh, maybe in like 60 days. Um, but then I, you know, we kept on tasting it and I was, I, after having, you know, a bit more of it, I really landed. I really think it's a solid Grenache, uh, barrel is really what this is. Uh, cause, um, the, some of the other varieties I was thinking of actually have too much sugar and the Grenache has enough sugar about it and it still has enough of the tannin element of a red wine that I really thought that would be it. So it'll be an interesting question to kind of throw back to Roy and say, what barrel do you use, man? He'll yeah, go, I'm, I'm you curious. were dead wrong all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your next pick? My next pick is another beer that's been mentioned, and that is the Brett Fruit Blend, which I think mm. has opened up so much since it warmed up. Mm-hmm. Mm. So much <laughs> tropical fruit going on in this one. And I, I think that's what I love about this is this it is just smooth, crisp. I get, you know, I get the tropical fruit out of that, but yeah. I also get a little bit of lemon, maybe a little bit of tangerine. Hmm. There's just a, a lot of bright um, acidity to this beer, but not, and it's not overly tart. I like what the, what the Brett does to it. There's not that huge farmhouse funk, and it says that the yeast was actually Brett Brooks. So, if this is a 100% Brett fermented beer, you're not going to get those strong farmhouse characters you right. do if you ferment with you know uh, Saccharomyces and then throw the bread in. So it's just beautiful, rich, smooth. Um, I love just what that fruit did to this beer, and it's a f- number four for me. Hmm. I think the question I would have for them around this beer would be, did you hit what you were aiming for or were you just kind of letting it go and, and seeing, you know, where it basically went? That would be probably the big question I would have uh, for Roy, you know, about this. And your third pick. And my third pick is kind of related to the last one. Uh, It's the barrel series, Brett Saison. Hmm. So that one is 6.3%. It is one that we haven't spoken about yet. It's a golden farmhouse ale that's been fermented with red beef, of course, and aged in French oak red wine barrels. So this one, I, I don't know how similar the Brett fruit and the Brett Saison are, if they used a similar base. Uh, first thing I got out of this was just you get a fruity character even though they, they didn't put any fruit in it, just, just I think, from the yeast and the bread. Mm. There's just a light funk to it, not not terribly farmhouse. Or, or you know, what's the word? Not farmhouse. Barnhouse? Barnhouse, yeah, barnhouse. that's the word I'm looking barnhouse-y. for. Barnhouse-y. Yeah. You know, that, not that leather, horsey, goaty flavor, yeah. but just kind of that overall. You're not getting the goat? Really? <laughs> huh. Call yourself something, you're not getting the goat, huh? <laughs> what, I, what I'm getting off of this is... Um, you know, some peach, some apricot, uh, maybe a little bit of orange. It's citrusy, but not the acidic citrus like a lemon or, or grapefruit. It's kind of that sweeter citrus. It's nice how it opened up as it's warmed up, too. Absolutely. I mean, and the creaminess in the mouthfeel is really cool. It's creamy. It's got a nice semi-dry finish, almost dries out, but not completely. Overall, it's just a, excuse me, I'll, I'll wait while Dave klutzes with his microphone. <laughs> Come on, Dave. I got it. No, I don't. Hold on. I got it. Boom. But I think the Brett Saison is is a terrific beer. Uh, to me, this is a, this is almost a summer crusher. Um, it's it's. I agree. Really light, yeah. delicate, and um, I could drink bottles and bottles of this. It's a four for me. Cool. I don't think that was the same barrels that they had for anything else. By the way, no. Yeah, I really didn't get much of the barrel out of that. Yeah. This was definitely the Brett B was the was the uh, star of that show uh, for sure. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about one that 
you've already that everyone's already talked about. We asked her to pick three beers, and she has seven in front of her. Guess yes. how many she's going to discuss? Dun dun dun. Well, <laughs> yeah. it won't be more than seven. Well, I don't have likely. time to talk about everyone. We'll start uh, go through the two we have not talked about first. Okay. How about that? So the first one will be the fence line, which is a farmhouse ale with large portions of floor malted wheat for a creamy mouthfeel and hazy straw color. Then they also add generous amounts of Huel melon hops to lend notes of melon and strawberry along with a balanced bitterness. This one is only five and a half percent and it uses the classic Saison yeast. What I really liked about this was the combination of wheat with the with the melon hops. I thought it was just it was a very pretty, very easy, very balanced beer. One thing that I don't know that anyone has really talked about, this whole flight was all very creamy very delicious endings on all of these beers absolutely which you know kind of boggles my mind considering what styles we have it's not all saisons that we have here i mean that flanders can certainly have gone in a completely different direction but it almost had a creamy you know ending to it as well which just uh, to me attests to the fact that these brewers are doing everything right and they're putting a lot of love into these beers that are coming to you know, places near you. Anyways, I really enjoyed the wheat flavor of the beer as well as that strawberry and melon flavor from the hops. I just thought it was really different and, you know, not too over the top. I gave it a four. Uh, I got this this thing going through my head. Mama, look, these beers are creamy. Everybody with lots of love. Come down here and try some of these things. (laughs) Did you say cream corn? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. You know, I had to get that out of my head. That's cool. That's cool. Leave the stuff in your head. (laughs) You know, we're just perpetuating that myth of uh, Southern culture. I guess. (laughs) For those of you that are in my mental health state. Right. (laughs) Correct. I think it's, yeah, I think it's more of a reflection on Mike than (laughs) me. The people of the South. <laughs> Southern people, we know what we got. This guys like this. I got multiple yeah. states to pick to to claim a point of heritage from. So <laughs> So the other one that I wanted to discuss was the sorghum Saison. Um made my gum sore. Mm. Oh, whatever. So for me, you know, growing up in northeastern Pennsylvania, um, Pennsylvania Dutch People use sorghum and a lot of their foods, uh, as well as obviously East Tennessee, because they have generous amounts of muddy pond sorghum syrup um, and then some riverbend grains as well in this. This beer is only six and a half percent. It's 100 percent bottle refermented. What I thought was interesting about this kiddo is that it is using Southeast Labs wild native honeysuckle yeast as well as some EKG Equinox and Matuka hops in it. So I think that blended with... I think you picked this because you just like saying the word Watuka. <laughs> Actually, no, this isn't Watuka. Oh, this is Matuka. This is Matuka. Matuka. Uh, yeah, yes. you like saying that word too. Yeah. That word as well, yes. You're thinking of wackadoo. <laughs> right. Again, though, this may not appeal to everybody, but true. Okay, fine. Tell me how you really feel I in a minute like after I finish. So, what I really, <laughs> what I really liked about this, though, is how different it was compared to everything else in this flight. Very. It was, which makes me appreciate what they do at the farm to begin with. Is they're you know they're thinking outside the box as to what a classic saison would be. And they're finding these different grains, different adjuncts, and it to me it blends well together. And I like their hop additions that they put in with the sorghum and with this yeast strain. And I do have like a nice little floral finish on it, which I thought was really pretty. And then in looking at the yeast strain, realizing what it's for, I gave this one a solid four. And then, of course, the last one that I wanted to talk about, which everyone else has talked about, is the king or queen of fallen fruit, depending on who you talk oh, yeah. to. Yeah. I just absolutely stunning. And mm-hmm. and such a great example of how blending can be 
absolute perfection. If you think about it, these are three different beer styles that they put together. And then the fruit that they added, it, it just is an absolutely stunning beer. And, you know, it's something that all of us can try, you know, you don't have to go to the farm. You don't have to stay at the farm to appreciate what they're making. And this is absolutely stunning. And I gave this one a five. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if there's anything I would probably absolutely keep my, uh, would capture my attention to look out for is whatever they're going to blend next. Yes. You know, there was a part of me that went, I really wish that one of us would be a part of a blending panel to work with them uh, since there's, you know, close in proximity and we have, you know, these great relationships. But at the same time, the other part of me wants to go, they're doing such a great job. I just want to get out of their way, yeah. you know, and, and I, I just want to see what they want to do next. It's, it's not really about us participating. I'm just dying to see, you know, what's the next, you know, blend product that they put out. Well, one point, good old boy, Mike, uh, you said we had a great relationship. We might not True. longer after they hear this. Sure. <laughs> There is no relationship at this point. Well, Dave's on the show. We are yeah. dead to them. <laughs> now, and Juliana, one of the things you mentioned we went by real quick is that Riverbend Malt. Yes. And for those of you that don't know, they yeah. are a kind of an artisan malt house in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the, I just had an idea. Maybe one of these days we could get a lot of beers with Riverbend Malt in them and do a Riverbend show. That there would be go. interesting where you see a common malt product that, yeah. you know, has been spread across, you know, multiple breweries. We haven't done, you know, something like that. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. It is a great malt house. You're right. Doing really cool stuff. And a lot of breweries, not only in Asheville, but throughout the Southeast are starting to use their product. Well, you know, the sorghum product was one thing that I thought was very emblematic of a lot of things. Um, very uh, Blackberry Farm. See? There you yes, go. Yes, it's um, very blackberry farmish. Well, it's that they would incorporate a common local product. I don't know the relationship they have with Muddy Pond, um, but you know, it's it's it reminds me of a lot of what they do, which is they look at one or two or three, you know, ingredients. I go, this is the base canvas that we want to work with. There's a lot of other things that we want to work with around this, you know, to really bring what we do very well. And um, there were some other products that we did not talk about um, that they've made in the past where we've seen that several times where they've picked out one key ingredient. Uh, one of the products we did not talk about on the show was uh, the buckwheat strawberry. Um, so good. And, okay. But, but it's, it's very emblematic of a lot of you know the style of what they do, which is they really are looking around the base of local ingredients uh, that they have to work with, both that are available within the confines of Blackberry Farm. See, I'm teachable. Um, we'll see. To work with, as well as, you know, other people that are within a lot of the local proximity uh, that they get to brew with as well. So, um, I mean, I can think of, you know, a lot of sorghum, you know, uh, places, you know, in this area that they had to choose from. And it's, it's nice that they almost probably put a jar of the sorghum on the table and said, let's create a beer around that jar right there. Sure, sure. And it's taking the whole farm-to-table movement that you find in the food industry to another level. You know, knowing that you can do this with beer and even other spirits for that matter and just how well-crafted it can be and um, how special it can be, you know, Mm. when you're tasting this. And another thing of notice for all these saisons flanders and assorted beers that we've had they're all so approachable to so many people that i think it opens up a world of possibility for a lot of people who are used to one beer style this is so easy for everybody to try yeah we didn't talk about their distribution model and i think i can do it here and very quickly it's what's really interesting is they are widely available through a great distribution model they had with 12 percent and so you can really find a lot of the Blackberry Farm, you know, products uh, on a global scale. And uh, so there are a lot of people that have been able to enjoy uh, quite a few of these products. Definitely the classic Saison, uh, which has a very broad distribution. A lot of the seasonal uh, products, the fall, the summer, the winter uh, Saison uh, versions as well. So these are a lot of things you'll be able to find and enjoy um, and for a long time to come. So. 
I hope you'll uh, definitely take the time, enjoy our tasting notes, but uh, also come back and enjoy these on your own. Well, everyone, we have completed another episode. Wow. Just barely. <laughs> Just by the skin of our teeth, so those that we I'm have. debating, has there been a, trem- a temporary restraining order that's been filed before or after the show? <laughs> so Probably we'll one before and at, yeah. Mom, we'll taste this bear again. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes online, as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip Suds and Sip Sud Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Hey, you can uh, do us a big favor. Take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening on online, hop on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and a comment. That would be great. Uh, Kendall, please tell us quickly about your blog that you have. My lovely wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Well, good old boy Dave, say goodbye. All right, we'll see you, honey. Thank you. Good old boy, Mike. Hey, this is good old boy, Mike, asking you to come back, join us once again, and I'll ask you to keep on sipping. Good old boy, Kendall. It's a pleasure to be back. Goodbye, y'all. This is good old gal, Juliana, asking you to keep on chuggling and see you guys soon. Tanhand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs>